0: Hey, welcome back to the SCB Steelers Podcast presented by Deck Roofing Incorporated of South Florida. And it is another wonderful Thursday night. We hope everybody's good where you are. And uh, welcome in everybody who is joining us live, which is so far one person. But we know that's going to grow because it always does. Um, I, I honestly did not. Think we'd be talking about a Steelers victory today? No, uh, as we all predicted, the Buccaneers would win Speak over for the Steelers. Yeah, Tom uh, Brady's. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, but I'll take it. You'll take it. The Steelers are two and four. They still have two bitchin' away games in a row before the bye, as they go to uh, Miami for a Sunday night really spectacular good at South Beach, and then they. Go uh, over to Philly to take on the uh, undefeated Eagles who are on their bye week. So they will be 6-0 and uh, when the Steelers go over there and play at, what do they call that place? The Link or something like
1: Lincoln, that? Yeah, Lincoln, yeah. yeah. Lincoln Island. Financial Field or something like right, that. Yeah. Right, right, right. So, I
2: thought it was something else now.
1: Oh, yeah, maybe it is. Still, it
0: is. I think it's still a link. Yeah. All right. Let's get right to it. I'm going in the order that everybody popped on here. So, Ian, I'm coming right to you. Did, all right. the, Steelers, did the Steelers win on Sunday or did the Buccaneers lose?
1: Mark, I thought you were going to ask me what I was drinking.
3: Well, I'll
0: get to that.
1: Okay. The important things first. All right. All right. What the? Okay. What are you drinking tonight? In honor of the games that were had by Mitch Trubisky. And mm. Chase Claypool, I am drinking Redemption bourbon, and it is delicious.
3: Also, also See?
1: Redemption. See, uh, look at that.
0: We have it on good authority that uh, Ryan has been drinking already today. Um, so he he, says, you may have you may have noticed he looks like he just left a new Kids on the Block uh, concert. Hey man, um,
3: I got the right stuff. Let's I a bottle of that shit too. <laughs> okay.
0: hey, hey, open it. It's really hey, nice. right. Uh wasn't intentional. Scarfs, what are you scarfing down there?
3: Well, just, just for the audience out there, we had a 30th anniversary party at work, and it was 90s themed. So I got the polo, the long-sleeve shirt, the shitty goatee, and the backwards baseball cap. I'm drinking a little vodka tonic. This guy. Here we this go. guy. Yeah, Big Ben's burner just called you
0: Adam Sandler. And, That's pretty uh, accurate. Oh yeah, And we well, are he's off and running... Uh, hello to George. Hello to Burner. Hello to Joe. Thanks for jumping yeah, in. Trade everybody. Uh, yeah, everybody. welcome in, guys. But uh, back to the uh issue at hand, which is of yes. course the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, and welcome Bill real quick, too. Uh, did, did the Steelers win that or were the Buccaneers just so inept that they lost it?
1: Honestly, it was a little both. Um, you know, the the Steelers. Yeah. Lines on both sides of the ball played their best game of the season. Um, I mean okay. Joby, man. Yeah, well, yeah. I guess I guess excluding the opener when TJ Watt played, because you know, when TJ Watt's in there, it makes a difference. But yeah. since Watt has been out, but the line did the offensive line played terrible in the opener. So as a collective offensive and defensive line units, the lines played their best games of the season. Okay. Um Ogan Joby was all over the place. Cam Hayward had his way up front as well. Um, you know, they did some good things. They kind of ran like a four, three for a bit of the game, um, three, three with, yeah, with, Mm -hmm. with three linebackers in there of, you know, Bush, Spillane and miles Jack. And I mean, you could tell how bad those guys wanted it. Like miles Jack could barely walk and he was still out there after he injured his ankle and he's still out there flying around trying to make plays. Um, the Steelers did some things, you know, Mm -hmm. you don't win on accident in the NFL, unless it's a game like where Ben Roethlisberger throws a bunch of pick sixes to Oakland, um, you know, but other than that, you know, you, you don't win on accident in the NFL. Like we still had to go out there and make plays and we did. Um, yeah. Brady wasn't sharp. Um, Brady threw a bunch of balls at guys' feet. Um, Brady, yeah, Brady didn't. kept getting
2: hit and Brady Brady hates getting hit. Right. Especially at right. his feet.
1: Yeah. No, it and, doesn't
2: and, matter. He just doesn't like any contact at all. He, he was looking for flags all game long and they were like, dude, it, no.
1: Yeah. And, but, and, you know, uh, coming into the game, I mean, it almost felt inevitable that it was like, okay, we have this, you know, four of our essentially five starters in the secondary are out. Um, you know, Tarot Edmonds was the only one starting, who is arguably the worst. Coverer in the secondary, mm-hmm. um, but you know these guys that were basically working at Burger King last week came in, and Brady didn't try and push the ball down the field. He had what four targets to Mike Evans, and you know, so which which yeah, so and they did, were all completions. <laughs> did Tampa did Tampa do some stupid things that probably lost them the game? Yeah. <laughs> But did we also make plays to win the game? Also, yes. I mean, you know, Trubisky coming in after Pickett got hurt and, you know, leading them to a touchdown. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Chase Claypool having the best game he's had since his rookie year. Um, Yeah, everybody stepped up and chipped in. I mean, Mason Cole, who was in a walking boot all week, you know, battling his heart out against Vita Vea, who's an absolute monster in the middle. Like, you could tell... How badly these guys wanted it. And it was, you know, anytime you see Tom Brady lose is amazing. That's oh, awesome.
0: I, I totally agree. I don't care if he's 25 or 45, it uh it's one of them. Um uh Ryan Scarpino, um redemption whiskey. Go get redemption whiskey. That's right, right. Uh Scarps uh if all things uh work out, Pickett's gonna start this week uh coming off the concussion, he's still got a clear protocol, but so far so good is that the right move or do you go with a hot hand and Mitchell Trubisky
3: I mean it's a good it's a good question uh you know I I look at it as and there's been a lot of talk this week about Kenny Pickett is the first quarterback or the first player to be diagnosed with a concussion and practice three days after um it's it's a lot of buzz on Twitter and sure with, with what happened with Tua, who we're playing this Sunday, um, and the NFL is under that microscope with with head injuries and, and brain and brain trauma, any type of you know, concussion, whatever. Um you know, mm, here's the problem when Tomlin decided to go with Pickett regardless of whether or not that was because of an altercation in the locker room <laughs> yeah, between well, Mitch and Deontay Johnson, which, <laughs> yeah. which they, which, which Deontay basically said, it happened. but yeah. I, but I believe that Tomlin already had his mind made up before that. Yeah. And that was sort of maybe one of the reasons why he went to him. Anyway, the point being, um, I don't, I don't even know any, I don't even know anymore what, constitutes, uh, clearance in the NFL, right? I I don't know. So all I can do is trust the medical professionals that are involved in the situation. Um, and it's clear that if Kenny Pickett is cleared, Mm -hmm. he will start. And I also think because Tomlin went to Kenny Pickett in that jets game, that the toothpaste is out of the tube. We've talked about this before. There's no going back. And Mitch played a great game. He played like he had nothing to lose. If only we would have seen that the first four games or first three and a half games, um, I think it would be different. Um, But to me, um, if Pickett is cleared and healthy. The guy in the stands watching this game in the Steelers jersey. There's yeah, TJ, TJ Watt Jr. over there, um, <laughs> but yeah, if Pickett's healthy and cleared, um, that's a no-brainer to me. And uh, you go back to Pickett.
0: So on that it's note, drumming. it's not drumming. I set my glass down as I am about to again. There, uh, Ben, your question is this, okay? Kenny Pickett starts, plays okay. Now that Mike Tomlin has seen what Mitch will do in terms of how he's going to come off the bench and play, does Tomlin feel better about going to him in a situation where Pickett's not hurt, but maybe maybe Trubisky comes in and plays the way he did on Sunday? Oh, of course he does. Of course he does. He does does that with no concern over the rookie's feelings. okay. I want to put this in
2: context. All mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mitch Trubisky, the first series when he came in, was not good. All right. Right. He wasn't. And it was like, same old Trubisky, same old shit. Yep. Fuck, this is not going to work. Fuck it. Bring in Mason. Let me look at Mason. He's in street clothes on the sideline. Yep. All right. Sweats. The rest of the half, Mitch was Finally not very good. Come
3: to your senses.
2: Mitch was not very good. Dude, what is, you're blocking
3: me. What is this? Um, <laughs> I didn't block you. No, oh, I'm talking ahead. to Mark. <laughs> that was Mason um, from the grave. fucking
0: going at <laughs> He didn't like his face being blocked while he was talking. Sorry, Ben. Go ahead.
2: Mitch on first and second down was not good the entire second half. He wasn't. Where he made his money, where he did his best, was on third and forever. Third and ten plus. Plays would break down. He would scramble outside, find somebody open and get rid of the ball. And those were money throws and money catches and everybody was in sync and it was great. And you know, honestly we were excited. Now the touchdown he threw was on second down, but for the most part, again, first and second downs, he was bad. He kept extending drives through play when the play broke down on third down. Other than that, the longest play of the game was that reception to, to Hayward. Mm-hmm. And that happened because the linebacker was trying to call timeout and the ball had already been snapped. So he, yep. so he just stood there and let Hayward run past him. Yep. And he ended up making the tackle, by the way, he did. He had to chase him down from yep. behind, yep. which Hayward's probably never going to live down, right. but you know, it is what it is. Yeah. And that was
0: the play that, that Vitavea didn't quite get off the field. So it was a free play. Right, and, and you know that's why the linebacker was trying to call timeout. So it, it's yeah. just one of those things that worked.
2: It, it worked. It worked out great, and and yeah, it put us in position again to score, and we got the touchdown on that drive. And that was, you know, that was fantastic. I wouldn't say that Mitch was leaps and bounds better than he was before. He mm-hmm. just made plays in spots which we hadn't seen before. So yeah, maybe I should correct myself. He was leaps and bounds better because. He made plays, right? And before, he was making nothing. He was getting nothing done. He was he was trying to play conservative, not right. give the ball up, not turn it over. It did seem like, especially on third downs, he was, I'm not going to use the term reckless, but he was definitely fearless.
0: It was like, fuck it. What are they going to do, put me back on the bench? Well, so? I mean, are we having a different conversation, though, if, if Chase Claypool can't bring in that third and long? Which one? There were two. Yeah. Well, but, yeah, but I am so. talking about especially the one after the really bad snap
3: that left him in third and long. And that's know. a that's all that's an underrated play by Mitch to me. I agree. Yeah. yeah. Was, yeah was, I mean, was a great like, throw. And it was that wasn't his only
2: great throw of the half. It was a great throw. Right. And it was it was a great catch. I mean yeah. shit.
3: I and mean, honestly, yeah. I looked
2: at it initially and I was like, fuck, did he get in? Yep, he did. Holy yeah. shit. Let
3: yeah. me see this. When yeah. that when that snap went wrong i was like game over game uh, over. yeah i i They're thought like, it was game be over that way too and then all know. of a sudden it was like and then there was a moment when that ball like it, to me there was a moment when that ball was with mitch and it might not have been and he held it
0: he did he did i i and you could see mason cole kind of double clutch it too i mean it, it was just really weird the whole scenario um you know,
1: obviously. the one other thing I'll add, and for, for both quarterbacks, both Mitch and Kenny, yeah. that we talked about in past weeks how the receivers need to help their quarterbacks and like actually make some catches. Yep. And you saw that early in the game and late in the game. Like Deontay Johnson made a couple fantastic catches early in the game, like away from his body, leaping grabs, high pointing the ball. Yeah, he did. He did. And you no, know to to his credit yeah he he made some he really good catches much
2: better all the way around first and yeah. second half he yeah. he played his best game by far of the season i agree oh
1: yeah and then and then the second half it was Claypool making catches that you know I'm not saying he wouldn't have made them, you know, previously, but he made big catches in big situations. He actually played like a six, four receiver instead of playing yes. like a five ten 10 receiver. And, so, and he played, he yeah.
2: played better in the first half as well. So, yeah. 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 yeah.
1: So it was, it was a total team effort. It was that the receivers actually helped their quarterbacks. And I think we finally started to see how good this offense could be. If the receivers catch the balls that are thrown to them.
2: Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. I, I, mean, I, I, I do. I do have, do have to do say something about, the offense in the first half though, Canada is dumbing down the offense and it's already simple. He's dumbing it down because he's afraid of what his rookie quarterback is going to do. And he's not letting him throw the ball more than 10 yards downfield. And when he does give him an opportunity to throw the, the yard, the ball longer than that, he's not scheming anybody open. He's not really giving him good opportunities and we're not getting completions. I don't think that's sustainable. It's not sustainable. At this level, I think uh, that Matt Canada sucks, which we've talked about lots of times, but
0: that's his new legal name, by the way,
2: God, he's just fucking terrible, but it's not, he's not doing anybody any favors. Okay. Well,
0: I, I I was going to ask you Ben about that specifically, because obviously Pickett comes out five for five, got, he had a couple nice catches as, as was mentioned to help him get that. And they get in the end zone and, and the offense is already simple. Tampa Bay adjusts, and he doesn't. And and everything. I mean, are they going to ever let Pickett actually just throw the football? I mean, I don't know, man. Is geared towards you know, it's the not, sideline.
2: It's hmm. not. I don't think that Matt Canada. And I think you said this on Sunday, like in the second quarter. Matt Canada doesn't adjust to anything. No. Yeah, I agree. He just. He- He just comes in and he's like, I've got a game plan and I'm going to stick to it and I'm going to wear him down and eventually it'll work. No, dude, it hasn't worked. It hasn't worked for six weeks. It's not going to work. Okay? We had plays go our way in the second half when the play broke down and the quarterback improvised. Or the defense fucked up Mm -hmm. completely. Mm -hmm. It had nothing to do with the Steelers' offense playing really, really well. It was... It was the fact that that Mitch had to run for his life yep and find somebody open on a scramble drill or the defense fucked up and that, that just sucks it just you know if if you drafted this kid because he was pro ready because he was a fifth year senior because he had all this experience and you wanted that then use it that, that was my argument from day 1 Stop running this high school yep. offense, which I'm not sure that he's capable of doing, but that's what we're doing now is we're running a high school offense yeah. that's simple for defenses to react to. They don't have to read much at all. At this level, you've got to make defenders stop and wait for a second before, before they go.
0: Ryan, do you think it's Canada or do you think it's Tomlin trying to keep Pickett from making mistakes? And, and wow canada, a, a, canada a, is just doing what he's being
3: told that's a great question um i have a thought after ryan goes yeah, yeah. i i really don't have much thought on this i've been drinking but um right. <laughs> or <laughs> maybe i have more is than that what we do on this show or maybe i have multiple thoughts um you know just let fly ryan go ahead just do it you know like we always talk about it, or at least at least I mean, fuck, I'm so old. I remember the days of Todd Haley and and when there was like those first, like that first drive script or those first 10 yeah. plays script. I love it yeah. when people in their thirties talk about how old they are. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> anyway, so the point is, if you're going to judge Matt Canada on his first script, he passes. They yeah. scored a touchdown. Um, But after that, he fails. Um. So I, you know, I don't want to sit there and say every time the quarterback makes a great play, it's the quarterback, and every time there's a shit play, it's Canada. But I, I don't have faith in Canada. Um, you know, and I, and I do think you know if there's one thing Tallman's really good at, it's 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 putting up this persona in front of the media that doesn't necessarily um, equate to who he is as a person or as a coach. So. Mm-hmm you know, he'll always fall on the sword, always go to bat, always, you know, he'll always make sure he doesn't, you know, throw anybody under the bus. So, so when he says that, you know, I'm heavily involved in the offense, I, you know, I think he's doing, I think he's doing right by Canada. I think he's doing right, you know, by protecting his people. But like Mike, Mike Tolman, is just, he just doesn't strike me as, a, as an offensive guy. Um. No. Oh, and I just that... and I and I don't think he wants to throw anybody under the bus. Just like he didn't want to throw Randy under the bus, right? You know, just like he didn't throw Todd under the bus or Bruce Arians under the bus. So, like, I really don't know. But okay. you know, and and we'll talk about this later in our long distance dedication. But um, <laughs> but I will say I will say that like, and I thought about this all week, and I didn't tweet it. Yeah, I wanted to, but I just kind of forgot. But like. I'm sorry, but what organization in the NFL, you know, just sits there and says, not only we're going to hire Matt Canada, but we're going to have faith in this guy. (laughs) Because I mean, like, to me, that's just like, I don't know. That's just like, that's just picking shit off. Like, I mean, like you're, I mean, you're going to, you're going to the farmer's market. No disrespect to farmers. My grandparents are farmers, but like you're going to the fucking bargain basement and just grabbing shit and hoping it works. Like, come on, you know? Uh, yeah, even, you, you know, right. you really should drink more it. often before podcasts. Yeah, I agree.
2: Fair I enough. think
1: I think it's a combination of both. I think that as a as a philosophy overall, Tomlin preaches ball security, and we've yep. heard him do it. That's not a secret. No. Um, but I think that in some respects, Canada and maybe the quarterbacks by extension have basically taken that to mean we're gonna throw everything either within six yards of the offensive line or outside the numbers, which are basically safe throws where it's either your guy's going to get it or it's going to go out of bounds and they just don't use the deep middle of the field. Now, whether that's by play design or whether that's by choice of the quarterback, because, you know, at some point you can run four verticals with a running back check down. But if your quarterback's throwing the check down every time, You're not going to, you know, it doesn't matter if you're running four Mm -hmm. verts or not. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I, but I think there's that philosophy of ball security, which, you know, which is why, actually, I think we've seen the quarterbacks that came in in the middle of games be more aggressive because they kind of have that. We don't care. We're going to go out here and sling it. Right. Kenny came in against the Jets and was more aggressive and was slinging it down the field. Mitch came in. Against the Bucs and was more aggressive and was slinging it down the field. It's almost like they build a game plan for the starting quarterback, and they've done this in the past too. Like think back a couple years, that you know when Mason Rudolph came in as a as a with the game Ben got hurt, he was. Mm-hmm throwing it down the field a little bit and then like when they actually game plan for him they're like nope we have a backup quarterback we're not going to make any mistakes we're terrified of throwing to exactly all short passes so so yeah some of it is living in their fears of being so scared of turning the ball over that i think they're preaching to the quarterbacks and it's and they're making their game plan for the starting quarterback to be more conservative um so I, th- I think it's a, a combination of everything, but it does start with Tomlin. It's a top-down thing. He's preaching yeah. ball security. He's not preaching aggressiveness.
0: I, I, I tend to believe he's a defensive guy, and he's also protected his defense too. I, I really believe that. I, I know I could be 100% wrong, but I I just think it's a matter of keeping that defense as fresh as possible, 100%. which obviously early in this season we we did not have. Um, but I think that's part of it too. Um, ben, did uh, did – Chase Claypool perhaps change the approach the Steelers uh, may have had with him just no. in one in one week No. 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 no.
2: It's one game, guys. Right. Okay. Uh, before Sunday, people were talking about how Chase sucked and they needed to trade him and get rid of him and Yep. You know, he plays one game, plays well. Uh looks like, you know, he's trying to fulfill the promise he had as a rookie again. Mhm. Mm-hmm. And People are going, no, no, you can't trade him. From my perspective, you do trade him if someone offers you a good pick. If somebody offers you a three or more, you trade him. And they two the better, yes being, you are, at best, when he leaves, because they, they never pay more than one receiver, right. at best, you're going to receive... A fourth and probably a fifth round comp pick. And that's at the end of the draft, end of that round, right? So you're talking about basically a a, a high five or a high six. Mm-hmm. What we're talking about. All right. Somebody offers you a third because he's got a year left on a rookie deal, year and a half. I say you take it. You're not going to contend this year anyway. You got Calvin Austin who can play slot, we think. Um, you do it. Fuck it. You know, you, you need the picks, frankly, you need the picks and you've got, you've got this season and next season with, with Claypool. And then he's done. He's gone. So So if somebody, somebody blows you away with an offer, you take it.
3: Do you really, somebody offers you a
2: fourth, you don't take it. And you hope that somebody offers you more in the spring Hmm. says, Hey, uh, Hey, uh, we'll give you a third round pick for, for, claypool before the draft mm-hmm. and you go yeah all right we'll take that
0: sure why not scarps you seem to be perplexed by this one
3: i mean you can't i mean i i know i listen i've been critical of chase claypool on the show Absolutely. um but you can't teach, you can't teach six four that size you can't and he's still so young he's not a ufa until 2024 Deontay's not a UFA till 2025, so then you're going to bank on. And I understand that this team has drafted wide receivers well. Yep. Um, and then maybe you're maybe you're banking on you know a a, a veteran uh, free agent wide receiver signing. But like to to me, I mean, let Chase Claypool play out his contract, and then why not sign him? I'm not saying you have to give him amazing money, but like. I, I can't believe I'm saying this, but, like, to me, he's shown the most maturity out of the Steelers wide receivers this year. I never thought I'd say that. So, like, I mean, shit. Like, you, again, you can't teach 6'4", 238. Oh, you can't.
2: No, you, you can't. can't. But by the same token, what are they going to get out of that service? And that's, that's what I'm talking about. Overall impact of a future third-round pick next year or mm-hmm. a year and a half of Chase Claypool <laughs> in years where you're not even going to contend anyway. I, to me, I, I invest in the future. I say, fuck it. And that's only if you're they going to contend in the future.
1: What's that? I think I think to Ben's point, too, though, is I'm just right, saying. If, if you want to talk about draft pick compensation, right? You're looking at a 2025. I'm on like, both sides. Fifth just round right. comp just pick, saying. maybe. Right. Or a 2023, like, third or fourth round pick, like that's a guy you can bring in with your rookie quarterback, have them start building rapport over the next few years. The other thing to consider, and I don't know how many people like have actually thought about this. The Steelers have first, second, fourth round pick first, second, third, fourth round picks next year. Mm -hmm. We don't have a fifth, or a 6th, because we traded our 5th to the Seahawks for Witherspoon and our 6th to the Broncos for Malik Reed. So we have no picks next year between the 4th and the 7th round. Right. And that's a, a huge Day 3 gap there. So if we can add another pick... On the first two days, either a second or a third rounder, that kind of helps to mitigate. Like you don't get as good of a play, uh, you know, you don't get another guy later in the draft. And we haven't picked real well in the fifth or sixth round anyway, so I'm not super worried about it. But like, right at this point, we just need more young guys on the roster. So if they more if they traded thing.
2: if they traded Claypool tomorrow for a fifth round pick, how would you feel about that? Shitty, yeah,
1: terrible, not good. Yeah. I feel fifth like, round what, pick, the, what the Fuck, yeah. right? That's- Why? <laughs> They traded Santonio San Holmes for a fifth round pick. But well, that, that was, was a little different. That was yeah. like a
2: wake and bake at the yeah. time. Yeah. Santonio that was asked for an
0: MVP Super Bowl
2: and a wake and bake. Yeah. Santonio, <laughs> San though, has turned things around as a completely different person at this point. But then, well, yeah, yeah. 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 Right. I, I don't right. want to use the word team cancer, but he was definitely like, fuck you. I'll do what I want. And they were right. like, mm, okay.
3: Bye. I wouldn't even be, I wouldn't even. I wouldn't even trade Claypool for a third rounder right now. Really? Why? Really? Wow. What do you hope to get out of it by not trading him? Uh, you hope that he's just good enough where nobody cares, <laughs> and he's good enough where you can resign him for decent value. Even middling wide receivers right now make $10
2: million a year. He's and 6'4",
3: 238.
2: He's this is so my young. They're, they're, so they're much not potential. going to pay him $10 million to stay. They're they just not. paid
3: Deontay Johnson. 18. For how two much years? money? And he's shit at he times. Not. At he times. Not. He, 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 at times. He's not worth $18
0: million right now. I don't know. At times. I, 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 uh, I don't know.
2: I'll there be honest moments, given given lie. the fact given given where the, the wide receiver pay scale is it's don't get me wrong it's completely okay, out of Okay, Let me control. just say this yeah, it, it's cheap about, compared to that. It's at about 25 million per. He's making 18. I wouldn't say that he's not worth that.
3: Okay. So I think it's out of control. Case Claypool, I'll make that clear. Yes. Case Claypool is Martavis Bryant, but Better no. off the field. Martavis
2: was was a more talented
3: player. He was just a head case. That's fine. But Chase is more controllable in a variety of ways. He, I will give you that. Okay. So my point being is that when you're that big and that fast and you have the potential to be that dominant, maybe the Steelers need a little bit better coaching and better coordinating to get the most out of Claypool. <laughs> Which is why I don't want to give up on him right now for even a third-round pick, six-four-two thirty-eight. Listen, I mock people even to this day, to this day. All right, <laughs> does anybody get that reference, Deontay Wilder? Anyway, to this day, um, because they called him Mapletron and they thought he was going to be the right. next Calvin Johnson. You
2: just came up with a Mapletron T-shirt.
3: Okay, but yesterday almost, nearly as good as the Clay brand new Mapletron T-shirt. Okay. But the, my point being is that, like, again, man, 6'4", 238, you can't I teach that. I get it. That. You can't teach it. But if they're not going to re-sign him anyway, and they're right. not. that's the. Why issue. do you, you need, say that,
2: though? You need to. Because they don't. Look at their track record. They don't do it. They don't right. pay more than one right receiver. They and never you're have, gonna have. You're going to have Pickens right on his heels, too. Going back 20 years, they've never done it. And they're not going to do it now. So no. that being the case, you look at it and you go, what do we get out of another year and a half of Chase Claypool? Where are we going to be for the next year and a half? What can we build on if somebody gives us a third-round pick for him? Maybe and Omar you fucking
3: take is it. the new sheriff in town, man, <laughs> okay? <laughs> I'm being a dick. But all I, right.
0: It, I don't know. Let, let me ask Ian this question.
1: Yeah, because I, I have something I want to say, okay. too. Go but ahead. Ask me, maybe, ask me your maybe, question Maybe
0: this is, sorry is
1: part of it. It's
0: all
3: sorry, good. I'll I'll no one
0: cares. You should drink more often before, before podcast. Is there something to be said for the fact That you're you're dealing with a rookie quarterback and keeping Claypool around helps his progress versus trading him and using, let's say, Miles Boykin and Calvin Austin the third, if he is in fact activated.
1: I mean, I think they want to get Austin into the games anyways, but I think Austin (laughs) probably better takes the roster spot of like a Steven Sims or, you know, I mean, yeah. Olszewski's whatever at this point, um, yeah. especially after those big returns Sims had Olszewski's whatever. Um, but, time. you know, I, I think, yeah, you want to get Austin worked in and you just, you, you need to get picket reps with these young guys that are going to be the guys he comes up with. And, and you know, you, you gotta, he's, you gotta get him more reps with Pickens You gotta get him more reps with Austin. You gotta get him, um you know, yeah. Claypool's a, a good, reliable target, but uh, Claypool's also being miscast as a slot receiver, and that's the that's the problem. Is right now we have all outside receivers and no slot receivers. Right, we're trying to fit a square peg square peg into a round hole. A square pig into a round hole even worse. <laughs> right? <laughs> we're pig. Now that would <laughs> be incredible. Let's make some bacon. Um, Canadian bacon sucks. Uh, <laughs> actually, it's not bad. It's just ham. But at any rate, um, the uh, you know, that they really came into this year without a s- true slot receiver, right? Which was why in the offseason I was like, they should go get like Jamison Crowder, who would have been perfect, even though he got hurt. Um, because yeah. that would have had like veteran leadership plus like a guy who can play out of the slot and return kicks and all that stuff. But at any rate, I digress. Um my my broader take though is that. We have spent not just us, but Steelers Twitter. We collectively, the Steelers fan base, have spent so much time this week talking about a locker room argument that happened three weeks ago oh, and whether wow, or cares? not maybe we should trade Chase Claypool. Here, hey, shut up and listen, Ben. <laughs> All right. We've, <laughs> Steelers Twitter has spent so much time this week talking about a meaningless locker room argument that happened three weeks ago. It happens all the time. Whether or not we should trade Chase Claypool based on one thing that Jeremy Fowler speculated in an ESPN article in a week where we just beat Tom fucking Brady. Like we should be celebrating all week that we beat Tom fucking Brady. And we're here talking about like we're we're arguing with each other. Over, like, oh, do, 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 does it matter that De- did, did Deontay and Mitch actually yell at each other? Should we trade Chase Claypool? What's a good fact? Like, we just beat Tom Brady. Holy shit. Like, it was, I mean, incredible. it only took
3: 20 years and he's 45 fucking years old. <laughs> yeah. Whatever.
2: Who yeah, cares? Hey, crazy. you know, the Steelers are 4 and 12, man. I, you know I, what? Pretty, pretty great record versus Tom. Okay, it's not. Hey, listen, sorry. you know what? I
1: didn't hear anyone complaining when Luke Skywalker beat up old ass Darth Vader <laughs> in, in Return of the Jedi. Right? It didn't matter that Darth was Vader awesome. was seventy years old. You know, you know,
3: thank, what? thank you for the engagement on here. Appreciate everybody that's following, and everybody keeps bringing up uh, Calvin Austin, who has yet to play this season, uh, and there are reports that he might not even play this season. And by the way, they he's have to act 5'8. eight. 5'8, yes, 170. They have to so act. tell me how that's better eight, 20, than 26 238?
2: <laughs> okay, but what difference does it fucking okay. make this
0: season? They're oh. two
2: and fucking four.
0: <laughs> Take that out of it. I think people see Calvin Austin, they immediately think Drew Archer, and they have no confidence in what he's going to be able to do.
3: No, I think people, uh, I think Seamus fans think he's Tyreek Hill, which he's not. Man. Well,
0: that's just preposterous. I, I mean, if you think that he's Tyree Kill, then you, 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 yeah, people aren't paying any damn attention. I, I mean, that's not even Okay, false. I'm not okay,
3: that drunk Big Ben's burner, let, but my point let's, is, let's, <laughs> he is, he is. Yes, he is. he is.
2: He's that drunk Big Ben's burner. But listen, <laughs> they've got to go 25th terrible. to activate him. They have to do it. All right? right? Got to. If you invest a draft pick in a player, you keep him on the roster, you need to get him into the fucking game you need to do it all right find out if he can play or not
3: but i literally i swear to god i just saw it i just saw a tweet and i yeah was, I, I i know exactly
0: what you're referencing i think it might
3: have been jeff hathorn who it yep. from 937 the fan who's is, who is by far very credible very reliable and he voiced his opinion and said he does not expect because they only have a couple more days to even activate austin right 25th 25th okay So So it's what is that? That's Tuesday. It's Tuesday. So, yeah. So, and that's the other thing too, is they can activate him, but doesn't mean he's going to play. They can, they have, they, they can have to activate him, but doesn't mean he might play, but I don't know.
0: Well, I, I, I want to shift over. Well, let, let me ask this question real quick before we go over the defensive side of the ball. Um, If this team loses Sunday night and then the following Sunday, they're sitting at two and six. Very quickly to each of you, I'll start with Ian. Uh, Will you see players traded from this team if they're sitting at two and six before the following Tuesday,
1: which would be November first? I mean, maybe, maybe not. You know, uh, Omar doesn't strike me as a we're having a fire sale kind of mm-hmm. guy mm-hmm. um nope <laughs> that was an arrested development reference for those fans yeah yeah, yeah uh, but yeah uh so at any rate you know omar doesn't strike me as that kind of guy but if Bill, somebody, he he
2: really is that drunk. <laughs> but, I drink but, with Ryan all the time. He re, he really is that drunk.
3: All full of shit. <laughs> but,
1: but if somebody makes them an offer they can't refuse, yeah, then, that you know it's it's hard to turn it down, right? If someone comes out and is like, "We'll give you a second round pick for Chase Clay," we'll give you a first round pick for Chase Claypool. Like you take that, right? You have to. Yeah, I'd do to.
3: second or first. A yeah, first so, for a second, yeah. yeah. I, I, would, I'd have a third. I would take a third. I would take a 3rd three right fucking now yeah.
0: exactly.
2: Not
3: agree, any premium pick you take so, it
0: so ryan at two and six do you do you think the steelers make a move
3: what's the guys november 1st is a trade deadline which is I mean, right I, so here's the thing i don't know tradition actually steelers, wait, wait
1: can i can i finish too God, but, Ian, go ahead. yeah sorry i had another thought that if they're sitting at two and six What's to say they don't go the other way and try and acquire somebody that will give them help, too? I, 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 like, I'm not why? saying they wouldn't. I don't know why they would.
2: If you've lost no. six games, why the fuck would you make trades and burn draft capital? Why? I don't I'm know just, why people want this to happen. I'm like, what? I, why? I, I don't.
1: I mean, I'm just saying. They're not never, a
2: contender. They're you, n- not.
1: You <laughs> never – As As Ryan said earlier in his drunken state – Omar's the new sheriff Enough. in town.
0: Enough
2: with you You never know what's gonna happen.
0: <laughs> Ryan doesn't like being told he's drunk. Does Omar walk is? around with a badge? By the way, <laughs> fuck no. He's got a girl,
3: uh,
0: <laughs> let me uh, real quick get to our friends at DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, right now, you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. And use promo code TPPN to get $200 in free bets. If your team wins, just place a $5 bet on any football game only at DraftKings Sportsbook using code TPPN. Minimum agent. Oh, safety. Oh, get it. Oh, fuck. Apply. See show notes for details. Yeah, yeah that's right. See it. the show notes for the details. Uh, Ben Anderson, the defense, Um, they did a lot of stimming on uh, Sunday. Along the defensive front, and I think it was effective. What was that a lot all about? Of, in your a lot opinion? of what stemming,
2: moving yes. along the
0: line yes, prior to they, the snap. They
2: did, yes. Um, I think he said stemming. I was like, "What? No, no,
0: stemming. What <laughs> is that? Yeah, stemming is.
2: That's yes. a different thing. They did yeah. a lot of that, and they they pulled a lot of stunts and yep. and Larry Okunjobi and Cam in particular. Well, Cam went up against a rookie. And he absolutely fucking abused him. He <laughs> it did. was ugly. It was awful. And Ogunjobi was just good. He was just—I mean, damn—that's like the best signing they've made in a long time. I know somebody um, who hated
0: that signing.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> didn't I he? didn't hate it because of the uh, I didn't right. Hate I don't because of his talent. It. I hated it because
3: yeah. Okay, yeah. We he
2: hated it that. because he was a brown and a bungle. Yeah.
3: Um. He'll play exactly. for the Ravens next year. Don't worry. Yeah, he probably will.
2: He'll do <laughs> yeah. like the whole fucking he'll, he'll do. Tour. The Honestly, I'm I'm hoping at this point he comes back. I oh, really same. I same really here. do. I I don't know what it's going to cost to sign him and I, I don't think it's going to be cheap because No. He's playing well. How old um, is he? I shit, I have no idea. He's in his 20s. I yeah, thought he's was 28,
1: 29. Late 20s, I think.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um He's playing really well. Anyway, yeah, the defensive line played fantastic. Um, even even louder milk played pretty okay. Had some had some moments out there out there on the edge. Mm-hmm. The guy I was not all that impressed with setting the edge was Alex Highsmith. Uh oh. I I didn't think that he played his best game out there on the edge against the rush.
3: Shut up, Ben. He leads the league in sacks. If you didn't yeah, know he does. It's, it's
2: great. And he also leads the league in pressures. I don't know if you knew that. I did. Yeah. yeah, he does. And well, uh, he's he's super great and all. What but, were you seeing
0: against the run, Ben? Was he, was he just not able to set the edge?
2: He just Maybe. couldn't set the edge. And guys were getting around him on the outside. It's like, dude, you, you have to be outside that tackle on run plays. You have to be. Mm-hmm. And you have to meet him with your inside hand. You got to be there. You have to meet him with your inside hand and be outside of him, and that's that's how you set that side. You gotta do it. And he just wasn't. I don't I don't know. I can't yeah. really explain it. It could be a technique thing, it could have been that he thought it was a pass play and it wasn't. I fuck, I have no idea. Right. I, I'd have to go back and, and really, really examine it. It just didn't look mm-hmm. like he mm-hmm. he did just didn't play didn't play his best game versus a run. Okay. Bottom um, Okay. Uh, yeah. And the guys behind him, you know, he's got corners that are, you know, we've talked about this. They were deaf players. He's got uh, Arthur Millette, who's, you know, a pretty good tackler, but not a very big guy. Uh, That's not really a position you want to leave guys in. Yes, you've got Miles Jack behind you, but he's all the way over to your left. Right. So, again, not a great way to go. You at least want to force the run back inside or make the ball carrier stop for a second and think about where he's going to go so that the pursuit can get there. It can't just be a free release
0: outside. Ian, how is uh, Devin Bush playing?
1: <laughs> Boy, I'll tell you what. Holy shit, he played you know, great. <laughs> we, we talked last week about the two Devins, right? Devin Bush and Devin White both got drafted the same year.
3: Yeah.
1: Devin White went number five to Tampa. Devin Bush went number 10 to the Steelers. And if you had told me in this game that one Devin would take multiple stupid-ass penalties and the other one would make a game-winning pass breakup on you know a two-point conversion, uh-huh. I would have absolutely told you uh-huh. that it was Devin Bush that made the stupid-ass <laughs> penalties and Devin White that made the game-winning play. And but can I just a- interject
2: one point here real quickly? Yes. Yeah. On that play, the two-point conversion. The guy who communicated what they were going to do before the snap was none other than Terrell Edmonds. Got to give him props. He's turning and he's yelling at the whole defense to look out for the pick. Watch the pick. We know the pick is coming. Pick up the receiver off the pick. And Bush does pick up that receiver and played a damn – I thought he played his best game since 2019. But he, that play yeah, literally he saved the game. Yeah, has already just pointed out.
0: Right. Yeah. Right. And and who does who does Edmonds remind you guys of? If you go back in past Steeler years, who who does he bet best fit? Because the the guy, it, it's like you want to not like him, but yet he's constantly available, with the exception of last week or two weeks ago. But. He just he just does a good job. He's not great. He's just a good job. Who who would you compare him
3: to? Uh, don't I mean, fucking laugh when I say my name, but whatever. <laughs> Ryan is reliable. If um. if if Terrell Edmonds, if Terrell Edmonds was a third round pick or a fourth round pick, yeah, Nation would be fucking kneeling at the yeah. altar. You're right. The fact that he went first overall is Touchdown a big Saints. deal. Um, he's always available. Um, he's not afraid to get—I don't want to say dirty—but he's not afraid to get dirty. Like no. he—he's there. Of course, he makes mistakes. Every sure, sure. player makes mistakes. Yep. But the fact that he went first overall, mean you know that's that's a huge. It's a huge burden you carry. Um, I think Terrell Mins is a really good player. I think he's a solid player. And solid. um, I'm gonna Definitely. say it and I know you all hate him, but solid and reliable. He he's he is of he's a better version of a Mike Mitchell. Oh, way better. Yeah, oh, way yeah. better. Yeah, yeah he's you way gotta, better. Mike way Mitchell better. went to Ohio US, I did. Whatever uh, here now, we go. But the point is, the point is. Steelers fans didn't like Mike Mitchell for some reason when he was gritty. because he, told them to he kill sucked on Twitter. He was gritty and uh, yeah, the, despite despite the people, he was gritty been, he was and he, gritty, he was himself. <laughs> Terrell, Terrell Edmonds, his is his, his just as gritty. He's just as available. He needs and a has never bit told anyone to go kill
2: themselves on Twitter ever. <laughs>
3: <laughs> y'all, y'all, y'all. Can I teach that in Ohio
0: University United. journalism? Mike school. Mitchell. I mean.
2: And I told you this once before when you were doing – you were still the guest on the podcast. Mike Mitchell searches his name on Twitter and blocks people who say bad shit about him. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. That guy's got fucking issues.
3: That's true. Listen, I'm going to say this. If if I was a professional athlete, which we all know I'm not, but also if I was ever blessed with that talent – I would not be a part of social media. I'd have people running it for me because God I damn wouldn't want right. to see yeah. any that, of this I, I shit don't disagree with that at all. Saying me, Listen, I got death threats. I got kill yourselves. I got, I hope Antonio Brown rapes your girlfriend type of stuff because of that stuff. I want nothing to do with any of mm-hmm. that evil that's on social media. And I was just a nobody. So if I was ever a professional athlete, I would not be on any of it yeah no thank you yeah, I yeah have speaking of people threats, handle
2: it. that's a nice segue mark right now, yeah
0: go ahead ben
3: sorry sorry
2: sorry kevin Dotson on sunday has a couple of penalties untimely penalties and allows oh, yeah, a sack right. sorry about that. that gets the starting quarterback concussed and gets death threats on twitter what come the on, fuck people? is wrong with people come seriously. on seriously
0: come on that's what some the bullshit fuck yeah. is wrong yeah. with yeah. people Come on, Kevin baby. Dodson did not get a penalty and did not let the guy go on purpose. Um, I, I, I mean, death threats is just—I I don't even know what to say. People I mean, need I, to
2: like reevaluate
0: their absolutely seriously,
2: seriously. And I'm I'm saying this from the heart. I'm not being a dick. I'm not trying to judge you. Honestly, if you're that person, get help. You have yeah. got
0: issues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. all
2: right. I... You got some issues. You need to work out. Go seek a counselor. Seriously,
0: yeah, absolutely. I, I I couldn't agree more. I I just was. It, part of me was stunned, and then I took a breath and I thought, Nah, I'm not surprised by this. You the know. thing,
3: that, the thing about it that to me, the thing about it that got to me the most was that, um, never would I ever challenge, uh, Dotson in any way or form, <laughs> but like, <laughs> he's a big dude. He is fighting 300-pound grown-ass men yeah. every snap. And, you know, not only is he containing them for most of the time, um, the fact that you feel that comfortable behind your keyboard to say that to, to somebody of that stature, when you would never, ever say that to him in person, right. is telling. You know, like, again, like, You know, I don't know. You know, it's the way we, it's the age we live in. It's it's what we deal with. But like, I mean, like you could tell, you could tell when Dotson was doing the interview that he was definitely a little bit peeved by it, right? Like he was a little upset or whatever. And it's like, dude, you do something that ninety nine point nine percent of people will never do in their life, and you do a pretty damn good job of it. And though you make mistakes who doesn't make mistakes on their job. Right. And yet these people who are probably hiding behind a burner account or just being trolls are going to say this about you. Listen, Dotson, my, my, guy, I've been there before. All right. (laughs) (laughs) And you're much better athletically than me. And you actually have a status on the Steelers team. Like it's terrible what people say about you, but like, Half of them aren't even real. They're probably bots. Uh, They're probably whatever. But, like, God, I can't well, believe what, that. We were supposed to use the internet for the good, and we just when, totally killed ourselves with it, you know? When
2: Dotson was was asked about this, he also approached it from the standpoint of, you know, I've been a fan for not a long big, time, hey, too.
3: Big Ben's burner, not a loser burner. Just FYI. Just wanted to say that. <laughs> just wanted to say that. I didn't mean it that way, Big Ben's burner. I didn't mean it that way. You, y'all Yes, know we're good. Joe.
2: You're right, Long people win. should not use their mental health as an excuse to be an asshole. We agree. That's Big an Ben's explanation, not an excuse. Parent.
3: He's a good guy. You know
0: when? Um,
2: real quickly, real... Yeah. Dotson approached this from, I'm a fan, I've been a fan forever, I get being a fan, being passionate about the team, yep. but yep. I don't think that anybody has the right to say that. Even me as a fan, I'd never say something like that. Not okay. And I completely agree with him.
0: I you know Steelson Son and I were at the Jets game and and prior to the game we were at the the Renegade tailgate. Uh, shout out to to Lenny and Cindy and and Whitney there. But Renegade Kevin Kevin Dotson's dad was there, and he was reading all the Man, raffle there. raffle winners and stuff, all the numbers and stuff. And I mean what what an absolutely nice funny human being. And he's the guy I thought of immediately when I saw these these death threats coming. I, I, obviously, you think of Kevin, but at the same time, I, I did think of his dad, and I thought this man is living a great life. His son is is living his dream, and yet he's dealing with that shit. And I, I just that that's what I thought about, and I I just was uh, it. it I, I hated it. I mean, I just you know, like we say a lot of times on here, we hate Twitter. Hate social media because it allows people to do that, but you know
1: it—it it is what it is. um Yeah. Can I can I go back and answer your other question though? Yeah, um, of course. So, so first five years of his career, I was looking up some numbers and whatnot. Terrell Edmonds is actually very similar to both Brent Alexander and Chris Hope, as far as first five years of his career. Chris okay. Hope, really? That's actually a yes. pretty good company. Hope was the one I was thinking of. Yeah. Company. Yeah. Yeah,
2: I, I again, I'm going with Belton Delton Hall, but yeah, you know, whatever. Yeah, Hope, I get that too.
0: Hope
1: yeah. had Hope had a couple more interceptions. He had nine. Edmonds has five. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as like you know, tackles, they're they're all averaging around like three and a half tackles per game. Um, you know, like interception rate is about the same based on number of games played. Um, you know, Alexander had a couple more. Brent Alexander had like six forced fumbles in the first five years of his career somehow, um, but only had four yeah. interceptions. So, yeah. you know, so yeah, but it was a different era too in the nineties, right? Like I they were remember just more they brought him on the blitz a lot. Yeah. Ian,
2: yeah. Ian, what, speaking of coming on the blitz, Ian, what was that game when, when Cowher lost his shit and had, had Delton, Delton Hall run straight at the quarterback and he was yelling at the sidelines? He's going, go straight at the quarterback, straight at the
1: quarterback. Don't play anything else. Go straight at the quarterback. Oh, man. I, I know what you mean. It was a, it was that rush to the quarterback. Do you understand? Rush the quarterback. No, no, no. no, no, no. Lloyd, he was talking man. to Greg Lloyd.
2: No, no, no. Yes, no. I'm talking about he sent Hall straight at the quarterback because he was such a big hitter.
1: Um, oh, he had
2: strong God. safety. And he was just like, I don't even yeah. want you to play anything else. I want you to go straight at him. Hit
1: him. I don't remember.
2: God damn it. No, neither can I. And I, it was like 97. We would have had
0: to have been.
1: No. 90, 90s. No. Late 90s. No, it was early 90s. Hall, Hall was. Or out Hall. Okay, I'm,
0: th- I'm still thinking Alexander. Yeah, you're right. Yeah,
1: no, Hall was, Hall was out of the league by 92. 91 oh, right. was his right. last year with the Steelers. So, oh, really? Yeah. So, yeah, so it, it been. wasn't Hall. It must have been somebody else. Because Coward didn't right? coward become coach until 93. 92. Right. Or right. 92, yeah. yeah so 92 it must have been 92. Powerful. Wow. No, 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 he was in San, Hall was in San Diego in '92. Was Hall's he really? Last, yeah, Hall's last year with the Steelers was '91. Yeah. All right. I'm well, I'm going to have to right now
0: figure it out. I don't yeah. know. Um, let, let me shift gears just a little bit here. Um, obviously we got on to Miami. It looks like we're going to get a little healthier. A lot more guys practice today. Um, I, I think, uh, and, and Ben, you might be more familiar with it than me. There was really Stephen Sims. I think was the only one that didn't practice. Doesn't sound due, like he's going to play due to injury outside well, of
3: uh, Cam didn't
0: practice. He got the Veterans he's Day a off.
3: Guy, yeah,
0: I, that's unfortunate for Sims. I mean, the guy made a huge impact, and yeah, play, I mean, it
2: seemed like he is going to be the return man going forward. Definitely, and he, he pulled his hamstring badly enough that he's not going to play this week. It doesn't sound like. So they've got to go back to Olszewski and hopefully have he doesn't, to. doesn't fucking muff a punt again. Oh well,
0: um, yeah. Jesus. Uh yeah,
2: I mean the guy just fuck.
0: How, how does uh, uh how how does Miami challenge this defense differently than what we saw last week with Tampa Bay? Oh well let's start with so, wide
1: receivers okay, that are yeah, ridiculously
0: yeah. fast. <laughs> S- speed.
1: Yeah,
3: speed,
1: not only speed, but scheme. So what Miami does from a schematic standpoint is they throw a lot of crossing routes, which is something we've struggled to defend all year. I mean, Miami's philosophy is basically we know Tua can't throw the ball down the field. So we're going to try and get the ball out to our receivers in in space and in stride and in stride is the key thing. That we're going to throw these shallow crossers, let them catch it in stride, and just let Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle run with the ball when they're already at full speed, and see mm-hmm. what happens. Yeah. And when Tua played, it worked out very well for them. Um, so that's that's the danger is that you know if the Steelers do what they've done and play okay. zone this week, and they played like a lot of cover three against against Tampa Bay, you know if they play zone. And Deep these guys are, are running these crossing routes. You touch know, net. there's going to be holes in the zone to find them open. Right. But somebody's got to tackle them. If you're playing man, somebody's got to stay yep. with them, which it's is also got game. an easy proposition against two receivers that run four 240s. So, you know, it, it's almost a lose-lose proposition. But the solution is you have to tackle the catch. You cannot let them get up to speed and run with the ball. You have to just tackle them as soon as they catch the ball.
0: Yeah. I, I, the the difference in speed between this week and last week will be monumental. Yeah. Um, it's going to be a big issue uh, for for sure. Um, when, Ryan, what do you expect to see on a picket this weekend? Seventy six points.
3: Um, <laughs> getting back to the yak conversation. Um, mm. yeah, Tyree Hill and Jalen Waddle have more yak yards combined um than the Steelers do as a team
2: that's not funny big ben's burner that is not funny at all
3: yeah and big You're ben's burner big ben's burner you know i love you um that is not okay that is not something that needs to be done. i hope does fall sick. Um, i, I
2: kind of hope that's gets gets covid and doesn't die wow holy shit um <laughs>
3: I'm sorry, so here's, Ryan. Here's, 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 what, here's what I'm going to say about the Miami defense. They're not very good. They're not very good um, at all. Um, they're not, but, but I will say that the Miami. Okay. So if you're talking about Pickett, if Pickett plays, if I'm the Steelers, I got to score at least 27 um, because the Miami offense to me is that explosive mm-hmm. and they're that splashy. Yep. Um, not and not just Tyreek Kill and Jalen Waddle. Mike is still a good uh good tight end. Um Raheem Mostert can can really can really he turn around. He yeah, he can fly. Um he has been injured, but then Chase Edmonds is a really good competent backup. Um and then, you know, I oddly enough, like Tua has like no rushing yards this year, but Tua can also can also run the ball when you know when necessary. Mm-hmm. But yeah. if I'm pick it. You know, in, in, I'm, I go back to Todd Haley because I got a little bromance with Todd Haley. But um, you know, Todd Haley <laughs> talked about talking meeting with Mike Tomlin, and Todd Haley talked about meeting with Mike Tomlin and talking about how many points do we have to score this week to win the game. And I'm going to set that mark at 27, like I said a couple seconds ago. Steelers are going to need to score at least score at least 27 points this week to win. Just just so
0: everyone knows, Scarps and Haley used to have long walks along the Monongahela at times. Uh, holding hands. Holding hands.
3: It was like England Dan and John Ford Coley. Ford Coley. Right? <laughs> 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 There's a
0: reference. <laughs> Holy shit. Wow. I did not expect to hear that on this program. <laughs> is
3: that right? I don't well know. played. Well played. We still got our long distance dedication. Just we, we we do.
0: Um, th- did you want to get to that? Wait, now.
3: Well, like right away, I don't know. he just he brought it up.
2: You know, no. I hate it when Mark does this, he's trying to preemptively end the show. I us out. Show.
1: I ain't that drunk.
3: Relax. Okay. <laughs> okay.
1: All right. Mark is against scb overtime. And for those of you that joined us a few weeks ago, Mark hates a good time. No, you know, he
0: kind of does. <laughs> Mark will be all in on scb overtime as soon as he gets back on vacation. Uh, then oh, I'll yeah. be all he in. He goes that. Uh, hmm. Yeah, so we're, we're not there yet. Um, Rudolph got traded to the Argonauts for two cases of moosehead. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's
2: actually yeah, a pretty funny, good trade,
3: Chris. real funny. That's
2: a no, pretty good kidding. trade, that's Chris. <laughs> oh, right? I shit. think that's pretty nice. That's I,
0: pretty good stuff, right? It's there. cold
2: moosehead, though, right? Cold, yeah. I take the uh, bats blue for that matter. I mean, I, either I, one of those, I'm good.
0: On a more serious note, I think this is a good point. Molson
3: X, Molson pretty, Triple X is pretty good, wh- too.
0: Why can't this team establish the run? What the hell is going on? Well, Come it's on. a
3: couple of
2: things. One, uh, what is it? Uh, Najee's not running the ball very well. Sure. Okay. Although he did run better on Sunday. I will give him credit. He did. A little bit. Um, he just wasn't very impressive. Uh, The line is hit and miss, run blocking. You know, they, yeah. they're getting better again. Yeah. They're getting yeah. better incrementally every week. I tend to believe that they're gelling as a unit and they're getting better. But they need to get to the point where they're fucking good. Right. And they're yeah, not Enough of yet. the
0: improving. Let's see some good.
2: I have to say, Mason Cole has exceeded my expectations. That wow. one person. I want to raise. Yeah. That no, I, I want to. I'm going to single him out as a guy who really, from my standpoint, has played much, much better than I expected. Okay. Um, God, that's a great catch. Um, And, you know, James Daniels is finally playing as expected, and Chooks has been pretty okay. Not great, but pretty okay all year. Right. Um you know so yeah i wouldn't say that that's a bad signing now again it's it's really pretty much a one year deal yeah. with options for the rest of the steelers yeah cuz he's got his his guaranteed money's paid out steelers at any point can just be like yep bye yeah, right and right. you know at this point he's you know he's looking all right um dotson has been a bit of a disappointment and uh Moore has been a bit of a disappointment so you know, hopefully those guys pick it up a little bit, play a little better. Um, Dotson, I think is is at a, is at a disadvantage in so much as his natural position is right guard. Mm-hmm. I don't know why they didn't put him there, but they didn't. I don't either. Um, I
0: still don't understand that.
2: Yeah. Well, it is what it is. Right. Uh, but yeah, I I think that um, you know, Naji uh, got. Finally took the steel plate out of his out of his shoe. What the hell, guys? I'm sorry, I'm watching this game at the same time. Yeah. Um
1: right. can I throw something out there about the please. running game? It would help to actually call running plays. Last week in the third quarter, we ran one running yes. play. Like if you and then we get the ball with four and a half minutes left. And Najee even said it afterwards, like, oh, the plan was for me to run the clock out, basically. Well, if you haven't run the ball at all in the second half, if you haven't called any running plays, like, you're not going to be able to just come in and automatically flip a switch and run the clock out for the last four and a half minutes of the game. Right. The step one. Unless you have to run
2: Bettis. Yeah,
1: well, step one is you actually got (laughs) to consistently call running plays. And there were times in that game where – like they should have called running plays more or less to help the quarterback out, right? There was, yep. uh, I think it was Pickett got the ball down into the red zone and had like second and four in the red zone, and they called two more pass plays, like second and four. You run the ball on second down. Yes. You know, even if you get two yards, you got a third and two. Then you can either run or pass. But they threw the ball. Pickett had to throw it away. Yep. And now you're in a third and four situation where you have to throw the ball. Right. And they wound up kicking a field goal there. So that's one of those things where, like, sometimes it's on the offensive coordinator that it's you just have to call One of those things where Matt Canada play. sucks
2: is what you're yes. saying.
1: Yeah. You just got to call a running play sometimes. So what you're you know?
2: saying is. There's a chance that Matt Canada sucks. Yeah, I, I well there's
1: more than a chance. There's more than
0: <laughs> there's definitely more than a chance, right? Uh shit. Yeah. yeah. All right. Who wants to uh go first with
1: predictions? Because we do still have a long distance dedication
0: tonight, by the way.
1: Well, I'm one in five on the year, so I have no qualms about we all missed last first, week. Yeah. Hey, I'm two and four, baby. Woo! But I think I'm two and four now as well.
2: Yeah, this has been a weird year, man. I had the I had the Steelers starting one and five or two and four, and they are two and four. But I had them beating the Jets and the Browns, and they lost both those fucking games. Yeah,
0: yeah. That, that, that's I didn't have either of the two wins. I know that. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, I'll go ahead and start it. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, I usually go last. So. Um, so what you're saying is it, it, there's a chance. There's a chance. I look. I think it helps that it's a night game um i i I, my concern is they're just not going to let pickett do enough um i i think this is going to be an interesting game i think there's going to be a few goofy plays it's sunday night it's miami um and so i i'm gonna go i'm gonna go dolphins uh 20 to 17 in this one I, i i think uh we just won't be able to generate enough offense that's my selection. I'm going to throw it to uh, the kid from the 90s, Ugh. Mr. Scarpino. The guy with the terrible goatee.
3: That's right. <laughs> it's so trash. I love it.
2: Um, <laughs> he did it on purpose, folks.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's he really not that, that lame. Like um, yeah. Um,
2: Chris is an optimist.
0: Yes, he is. As is George. George, yeah, George is not
1: twenty-seven. Look at George! Wow. All
3: right, I'll let Ryan think. At, Listen yeah, to let Ryan. me think. Ian, give me a minute. I'll, man. Hey, I'll, hey, I'll, hey, I'll, Ryan. I'll let Ryan Ian, go for playing. it. I'm gonna go.
1: I'm gonna go. Dolphins twenty-nine, Steelers twenty-three. Okay. Wow, wow. That, that, that's that a, a shootout score, But yeah, you know, not really. We'll, we'll score two touchdowns and Boz will kick a couple field goals, and you know, yeah. Okay, so. All right. Yeah,
2: I'm, I'm down.
0: Uh, well, I'll shift it over to Ben if uh, Scarpino still. Uh,
3: Listen, man, I sure. need a minute. Give me I'm going to go <laughs> with.
0: Uh, hey, be ready because I'm going to be quick.
3: I'm going to okay. go.
2: Uh, I'm going to go Dolphins 28 Steelers 24. Whoa,
0: another nail biter.
2: Holy, not really schnikes. a nail biter, man. No, you don't think I don't. I don't think I think, the, I think the Dolphins are league. are going to be out ahead and, and we're going to lose. Okay. All right. All right.
0: So uh Scarps, that leaves you.
3: Yeah. Um I'm gonna go Dolphins twenty-seven Steelers twenty. Twenty-seven it 20. is the fiftieth anniversary of the nineteen seventy-two perfect,
0: perfect season.
3: Um it sure is similar to what the Steelers are gonna do later this year against the the Raiders. Um, and to me, listen, I know, I know Brady looks old and I don't know what they did last week, but the dolphins offense is much faster, much quicker, much more explosive. And I think that's going to be an issue this week. And I, and I, and listen, a great win last week, beating Tom Brady doesn't matter. The circumstance Tom Brady. Um, but yeah, Joe was there. I, 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 you know, as much as people thought this was going to be the win they were going to get, and I did think that, I think that their win was last week.
0: All right. So I would like to uh, call upon Mr. Casey Kasem for today's long distance dedication. Um, I'm guessing yes. it's going to be Ryan in Pittsburgh.
3: American Top 40! <laughs> and here we are, the week of October 20th, 1985. <laughs> Ryan writes from Pittsburgh, Dear Casey, My goodness gracious, what a heroic performance last Sunday. I haven't witnessed a monumental upset like that since David vs. Goliath. The New <laughs> Testament should add a book about the Steelers' triumphant victories, and we'll call it Boswell. Boswell 316 writes it ain't because of you Canada Dry. I can guarantee that much. Suck it. Damn! Damn!
0: Wow!
3: <laughs> what once looked like surely one and five is now two and four. Could it be three and four? Or will it be two and five? We simply don't know, Casey. But what I do know is you have to have heart and never surrender. Well, Ryan, you're in luck <laughs> because we got both of those up next. Moving up seven spots this week on American Top 40 to number 13 is Never Surrender by Corey Hart.
1: <laughs> <I win. coughs> that was awesome. God. Good stuff. Good stuff.
0: Holy shit. Oh wow. Holy shit. I was I was picturing a middle school dance there for a minute with Corey Hart. <laughs> Holy shit. And
3: then Boz interrupts with the mic is like sucking Canada Drive. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man. Uh wow. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Oh, good stuff. Uh, thank you to
2: everybody. And if, you, oh, if you have that, this is the first time you listen to this, you know, you're missing yeah. this kind of quality
0: entertainment every week every week first we argue
2: with each other and then ryan does impressions
0: yeah (laughs) yeah not so much the go he also does a
2: really great chris collinsworth (laughs) which is similar to casey gay's
3: (laughs) 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 yeah Now, here's a guy that listens to American Top 40. What did, what did that idiot say the other night? Something about Dickerson coming down your throat or something? Well, <laughs> you idiot.
0: Do you not
3: think? Well, I, well, Mark, let's just say we can't repeat that on American Top 40.
1: This is a family show. Yeah.
3: Well, we try. Uh, this is called We Are Family by... Who the hell saying we are family? Sister Sledge baby, Sister Sledge. But in 1979 Pittsburgh party.
1: <laughs> hey, um so this like literally just happened. Yeah. Uh the Panthers traded Christian McCaffrey to San Francisco. Oh! oh wow.
0: Shit. Really? Wow. Yes. Okay, breaking news here on the SCB Steelers podcast. From
1: from the official blue checkmark Adam Schefter account. So Wow. Wow. Damn it. Yes.
3: McCaffrey to the Niners. Okay. Listen, I got George Kittle in fantasy, so bring back Trent Williams and we be gold, baby. (laughs) Let's go. (laughs) Do we know the compensation?
1: It said multiple draft picks. Okay. so All right.
3: Are we sure that's not somebody else? No, it it is. Whew. Wow. <sighs> Bro, the Panthers. Okay, if there's one win the Steelers are going to get the rest of the season. Oh, don't jinx
0: it, man. Don't jinx it. Uh...
3: That's not a jinx. If they lose that game, that is
2: embarrassing. I was going to go to that fucking game, and now I'm not. <clears throat> anyway. Anyway. Oh.
0: Yeah. Anyway, hey, great stuff from everybody jumping on and joining us live tonight. Thank you so much uh everybody for doing that. It it makes our show that much better. Uh when you right, do. Right, a beer. And it, yeah, these you guys know, are cu- cu- yeah, uh, oh, a that
3: Double
0: Yingling. My
3: dangling.
0: Anyway, for these three idiots, this is Steel Dead signing off on the SCB Steelers podcast presented by Deck Roofing Incorporated of South Florida. And hey, go Steelers. Ravens suck. Yes, they do.